I would do for today is to just think about how we help our kids deal with disappointment. You know, what can we do to make things just that little bit better for them? Okay, so I think one of the things that's, you know, it's a, it's a really big emotion. It's a, it's a tough emotion. If you watch your kids be really disappointed, it can be so heartbreaking and it can leave us as parents just feel so helpless you know, um, and it's really important to remember that we need to allow our kids to feel disappointed. You know, obviously we want to spare them from all the pain and the heartache and we want them to not feel those big feelings, but in the long run, those big feelings, feeling them and learning to deal with them is what's going to hopefully lead them to be well-adjusted, successful, well-regulated adults. Um, And and often we do things like, so I can remember when my kids had um, disappointments, I would say things like, oh, it's okay, you're fine. You know, I I was being dismissive or I would distract them and go, oh, look, here's another doll or have a chocolate, Um, you know, and... I think that's one certainly that my mom used a lot when I had a lot of disappointment. Um, and so I, I am, and probably always will be, slightly chubber. Um, we often will minimize what's happened for our kids. And we'll say, oh, it's not that bad. You'll be fine. And sometimes, quite often, what I see parents do is they shame their kids. And they go, why are you crying? It's not such a big deal, you know. Um, and when we, when we do any of these things, when we distract them, dismiss their feelings, minimize their feelings or shame them, what we're really saying is that your feelings aren't important. Your feelings don't matter. And, you know, we can't cope with big emotions. And so what we need to do is we need to avoid all big emotions, big and scary, and just like shut them away for a long time. And actually, that is not how we want to do things we want to be sure to make them know that they can feel disappointment okay um with that allowing them to feel disappointment we need to name that feeling so a lot of kids won't know what that disappointment is or what that feels like so what we'll say is that it's just a really for them, they just know that something has happened, something major in their life has happened, like they dropped their ice cream on the pavement and now they feel like they have no control. Okay. And what we can do is to name that emotion and say, but actually what you're feeling is disappointment. And that's a huge feeling. Yeah. And also by naming that emotion of disappointment, you're going to give them just another step towards self-regulation, being able to identify their emotions, okay? Um, It's also going to validate how our kids are feeling. So you're noticing that, you know, what they are experiencing just by naming it, and your child's going to feel understood, okay? Um, For some of our kids, when we name the emotion it might make their mouth sound worse it might make them feel worse so just have a look and see how much time your child needs 
before they are ready to name it. Um, ways that we can validate it is to help them to encourage um, or to encourage them to express how they feel. Okay, so things you can say is, I totally get you. I understand that you're feeling disappointed right now and, and that's okay. I'm here. Tell me about it. Um, or saying things like, oh, that is so disappointing. Um, I know you really wanted it to happen differently, didn't you? Um, I'm so sorry that we can't go to the library or to the playground. It really sucks. Um, and and just validating is is going to be so important. Um, saying things like, I can see you're really disappointed. I also wanted to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm sorry we have to leave now. I know you're having fun um, and you're really enjoying that. Or I know you really wanted that and it just is so sucky when we don't get what we want. Okay, so validating their feelings is going to be really, really useful for them. Um, once you've named and validated their disappointment, it's really important to let your child know that you, you know that they can manage the big feelings and that's going to give them the confidence, okay? And by letting them know that you feel that they're competent with this is going to help them create this inner voice and I will often demonstrate an inner voice out loud when I'm working with kids and I'll say, come on, Anissa, you can do it. It's okay. It didn't go the way you wanted, but, you know, it's okay to feel disappointed. Next time, it'll be better. And you're going to give them that inner voice, okay? And if you are routinely communicating that you believe in your child, you believe that they can handle this, they're going to start coaching themselves. Um... You know, you can find a mantra that works for your family or, yeah, anything like that. But affirm that you believe in them and that they can cope with this. Um, empathy is really important. Okay, we, we know our own patience levels and we know when certain things are happening that actually we we might be tempted to minimize a child's disappointment and say, oh, it's not such a big deal, let's just get on with it. But what might seem to you as a tiny deal, because you're an adult or <clears throat> I'm an adult, um, is you've had a lifetime of practicing managing your disappointments. Okay, so resist the temptation to minimize their feelings. Always lead with empathy. Always acknowledge what they're feeling. Acknowledge that what they're feeling is hard. And you're just going to normalize the feeling and teach them that feelings are healthy. You know, you could say something like, oh, I remember when I was little and that happened. I used to feel the same way. You can then elaborate. Or, um, oh, I can see how disappointed you are with this right now. I used to feel the same way when X, Y, and Z happened. Okay. Um, what we can also do is to think about you know, trying a strategy, strategy such as giving them what they want for in fantasy. Okay, so if you think about disappointment, it's a it's a wish or a dream or a, something you wanted that's been unfulfilled. So sometimes what you can say is, you know, instead of offering a reason, so 
yep, we can't go to your best friend's party because he has COVID. What we can say is, oh, I really wish I had a magic wand. And I would just whack COVID so it would just go away. And I'd wave it all over the world. And we could all have a big party and we wouldn't cancel any more parties. Or, you know, it's um, it's really annoying that your brother won't let you play with his Nintendo Switch or with his favorite fire engine. If you could play with anything at all right now, what would it be? And this is going to help the kids, again, just while they're dealing with a disappointment, it's going to help them feel understood. And once they feel that we understand just how much they wanted the thing that they've missed, then they can start to process the feelings and they can move on. Um, and it's just a little bit fun. You know, imagine if we it wasn't raining and we could go to the playground. What would we do first? Um, what would we do next? So it's, it's, it's kind of that shifts the focus towards the future, you know, a little bit of something to look forward to. Um, Another thing that we can do and that is useful is to just sometimes give our kids some space. Yeah. So you can give them some physical space and say, I can see how hard this is for you. I'm going to give you some space. I'm just going to be in the next room. If you need me, I can come back. Um, and, and that's a way of being respectful when you see that they need that space might not be able to ask for it and by having that space they can then work through those feelings work through those emotions without feeling embarrassed or feeling like they're being watched and just be quiet you could even say look I'm staying right in this room but I'm going to be over here on the sofa and when you're ready come and find me um, for some of our kids who are anxious we might find that anxious kids, sensitive kids might feel like they're being abandoned when you give them too much space. So this is where you need to kind of think, okay, my child is an extrovert, so they need people. My child is an introvert, so they need space. Or my child is saying, actually, can I get close to you? And, and that's the opposite of giving space. So, you know, sometimes you have a child who just needs the comfort of having someone close by with that physical touch with massive hugs you just want to hang out with them um and and you can ask you know i would always ask would you like a hug because of how you're feeling right now you know you feel so disappointed would you like a, a really really big hug um and this is again where your deep pressure touch from one of our earlier episodes is going to come and you can say oh let me give you some really nice big squeezes on your arms because um, that, again, is going to be calming and regulating and organizing. Okay. Um, again, if your child doesn't want the physical touch, then say, no, it's fine. You, you don't have to, to have the physical touch. When you're ready, if you want, you can come back for, for a hug. Um, you know, it's just helping them with these strategies is going to be so important for them so they can have you know, maybe give them a space where they can go and have a, a, a calm down space. Give them some strategies that they can work on beforehand. So when there is that feeling of disappointment, you can say, okay, which of these three things would you like? Would you like a hug? Would you like to be left alone? 
would you like to talk it out? Okay. Um, what we can also do is once our kids are feeling calmer, is we can then try and, and problem solve and try and solve the problem that they're faced with. Okay. Could we have dealt with that in another way? Um, is there a different way or an alternative way of getting what we had planned or what we wanted? Can we compromise with someone? Um, now, quite often kids will say to me, no, I, I don't want to compromise. Um, and that's fine. Or they'll, there will actually be no solution. And, and that's fine as well. Sometimes we just need to vent and we just need to be there while they just talk. Um, and we can just simply listen, which is, again, just super, super important. Um, again, I want to just, just go back and emphasize how important it is to not dismiss our kids, okay? Because um, it can often lead to this destructive shame cycle by dismissing something or getting angry and shaming our kids. They're going to feel ashamed and internalize those feelings. And it might look like our kids are dealing with emotion because they're not disruptive, they're quiet, they just deal with it. But actually what they're doing is they're just burying it and they're just putting it away. And at some point that's going to come out, okay? And that feeling's going to erupt and explode. So if you are dismissing kids, you're not teaching them anything, okay? Um, and just, yeah, bring that empathy empathy to themselves, bring the empathy to you um, and just give yourself that, you know, that validation as well. Um, the nice thing about feeling disappointed is that it often ends, yay, <laughs> or it gets less. And what was once a really intense feeling, um, you know, I can think when I first got the bad news, I was disappointed in a really odd way and then eventually it's kind of mild and then it disappears and a really good thing to do is to say okay I can see it's ending now so you can say so how is it feeling is it still feeling really really big like if you think about you know if you spread your arms apart is is that feeling this big or is it getting a little bit smaller and you can gradually bring your arms closer together or you can bring your fingers closer together and say, okay, it's about a medium. Um, and, and you can say, okay, are you, are you feeling done now? Your disappointment is done. And if they're not, then just say, well, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for us to get over that. Okay. Um, and, and by you observing the ending of a feeling in your child, you can then teach them that horrible feelings do end, even if at the start or at the beginning they can feel really, really intense and feel like it's never, ever going to end. Okay? So, yeah. And with all of that is also just to practice some strategies for calm, um, strategies for regulation, things such as, you know, taking deep breaths, um, coloring a picture, doing some star jumps, whatever's going to work for your child, that is going to be the strategy that you're going to use. Um, my kids were great this week. They kind of went, well, it's not, it's not that big a deal because you said that 
X, Y, and Z were still niggling you. Or, hey, look at the bright side. Now you save, you know, this amount of time and this amount of money. Or they could say things like, I think it's a really good thing because now there are different options available to you. Okay, so um, yes, what they were doing is, is, is a type of dismissal, but then they're just kids and they were just trying to make their mom feel better. Okay, so um, yeah, just a recap is let your kids feel disappointed. Don't try and distract them or dismiss them. Don't try and minimize what they're feeling. Don't shame them, okay? Give them a name for the feeling. Teach them what they're feeling is disappointed. Validate how they're feeling, okay? Lead with empathy. Affirm their abilities and their capabilities and make them know that you believe in them and you have faith in them, that actually they can deal with this, yeah? Um, teach them some coping skills, some coping strategies they can use and and teach them these strategies, not necessarily always in the moment, but out of the moment, okay? Um, try and give them what they want as, as a fantasy. Um, try and brainstorm with them. Try and problem solve with them. Um, give them space, but not too much if they're an anxious child. Or if they don't want it, get very close to them if they want that, okay? Um, give them that big hug. One of the young people I assessed recently said to me, I love big hugs, but only if people mean it. And I thought that's really quite true. Um, and then let them know when you think their disappointment is finished. And, and then you know, move on from that and help them to understand that emotion behind it. Okay. Um, I always think disappointment is like a mini loss, like a mini grieving. Okay. So if you had really, really looked forward to your ice cream or your gin and tonic at the end of the day and you realize or you see your ice cream fall on the floor or you get home and you realize that bottle that you thought had gin in is actually empty. That's that's like a mini loss, okay? And what you can do is, is affirm your feelings and give yourself a big hug and brainstorm, okay? So I hope you guys have a wonderful week ahead. Please remember to leave me some comments and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. Bye!